Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us for this week, this first uh, full second week of January 2024. And what a week it is looking like it is going to be actually the beginning of uh, two big cycles. One, of course, the usual new moon coming this week, but a cycle nonetheless, and a cycle that takes us into destiny and to karma. And that is what we are going to be chatting about today. Both of those are the big news of the week, at least for this part of the week. On uh, Friday, we'll talk about Mercury's move back into Capricorn. And that will be interesting because that's where he started his retrograde back or where he went into before his retrograde. Um, good morning to all of you. A lot of you out there early this morning. I love that. I love it. Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, good morning to you. And Julie, good morning. Nancy Ross, hello. Mary Stevens says she's made it to a live. Yay. We love that. And of course, any of you that are listening out there that I don't see yet, welcome to the morning broadcast. Uh, here we are on Monday. Fairly quiet day today, but can you feel it, right? Can you feel that there's something building, something coming up? If you can, you are not alone, right? Because I think a lot of us are feeling, uh, to me, it feels a little bit like a building excitement. For some of you, it might feel a little bit like fear, right? Or I don't know, right? Confusion. For some people, it can feel a little bit like um that anticipation that you feel when something is getting ready to happen, but you don't know what it is or where it's coming from. So these are some of the things that we're going to want to talk about today. And all in all, if I look out at this particular time, this is the time where it is uh, the right moment in history, the right moment in your personal uh, history, for sure, to uh, get clear about who you are, where you're going, what you want to do, who you want to be. Doesn't mean that you have to take action yet by any means. Um, no stretch of the imagination would say, okay, if you're not taking action right now, you're in trouble. But the astrological and the human design signature seem to suggest that it is time for us to put some plans into action. And I say plans because we're looking at a new moon coming up in Capricorn, a sign that likes plans, have having goals and dreams and aspirations, right? All of that. Very Capricorn kind of energy, very Saturnian in its focus, Saturn being the ruler of Capricorn. And then we also have a shift in the north and the south nodes coming up this week. They're not shifting signs in astrology, but they are shifting gates in your human design astrology. That just gives us a little bit closer focus as to what is it that we are designed to be learning during this period of time and how are we meant to activate our destinies? What is it that we're meant to uh, let go of and how is it that we're meant to use our gifts and our talents in perhaps new ways, right? Exciting ways. Um, this is particularly impactful for those people who were born um, um, that middle, is it middle second week or so of October, because this mirrors the sun and the earth in your human design. So anybody born, say, from about October 10th through 14th-ish, 
this is a time where the nodes are shifting to sit right on top of your sun and your earth. So this is a very impactful week for that group of people, including my own husband, his twin brother, and our friend Asa, right? These are just three people that I know off the top of my head, of course, whose birthdays fall in that week of October, mirroring the nodes. So all of us suddenly are going to be taking in that information and living out the high side, hopefully, of all of these energies. Now, I will get to all of that because first we need to start with where are we at this moment? So at this moment, of course, we are in the shadow of the new moon, which means we are still in the dark of the moon. So it's not time yet. This is why I said earlier, this isn't quite the time to take that new action. But it is the time to get ready for it, right? The new moon doesn't fall until the 11th. That's on Thursday. That's your sign. That's your window of time for the new beginnings. Up until this point, though, we're kind of in the waning of the old moon, right? The moon that was new in Sagittarius uh, back in December. And here we are looking at the next new moon, but we have to complete if we don't complete the cycle, then we're kind of not in the, the energy of what could be a very clear uh, new beginning. So let's start with where we are today. Right now, the moon is transiting in Sagittarius and a sign that's fire, right? It's a fire sign. So it takes us into action. It takes us into passion and how we express our passion in bold and exploring and adventurous ways, right? Those are key words for the moon in Sagittarius. There's optimism in this. The sign of Sagittarius is ruled by the planet Jupiter, a planet that takes us into seeing the bigger picture, but also through optimism, we are able to kind of joyfully move forward into what comes next. But again, it all starts with where you are here in this moment, like in this now. Now, during this time, some of you may be feeling more restless because fire energy tends to cause us to want to take action, right? To do something. I was sitting there uh, last night after watching football games that were to determine who was going to be in the playoffs and oh, losing uh, our playoff chances for my favorite team, the Seahawks. It was really sad. But uh, I was sitting there thinking about what did I want to do? Like there was this sort of restless feeling that I was having. I'm a Gemini, so Sagittarius is the sign opposite of my sun. When we get to that kind of energy, you're still being triggered by it because they, it is an axis of energy. So it pulls in um, the opposite side of that chart. So wherever you have Sagittarius in your chart, you're pulling in Gemini energy as well. So it kind of adds to this potential of feeling a little scattered, feeling restless, not knowing quite which direction to take. But it is also a sign of curiosity and moving forward with new knowledge, perhaps, or being more spontaneous than usual, right? Able to see maybe more clearly and to step out. Now, everybody's going to experience that a little differently, of course, based on what your own natal chart shows you. Now, we can also feel way more generous and optimistic during this period of time, open-minded, right? 
uh, Sagittarius, and especially when the moon is moving through here, kind of triggers our ideologies, our philosophies, our belief systems, and gives us an opportunity perhaps to share our insights with others. And I'm going to say this, share our beliefs with others, our philosophy with others in a sharing way. But sometimes Sagittarian energy can cause us to get self-righteous, right? To cause us to really fundamentally be so uh, attached to what we believe or to our philosophies that it's hard for us to, it's like narrowing of the mind rather than the open-mindedness that we really want to have and embrace when we are experiencing a moon in Sagittarius transit. So it's an invitation for us to explore our horizons. How can we expand where we are? Uh, how, and I don't mean expansion, like I just need to get better. I just need to go further. I just need to do more. That's not the exact way this energy works. This energy is really the invitation to be more of you, right? To be your truth, to live your life according to you, your authenticity, your authority, and do more, if you will, in that vein, rather than just doing more to do more, right? Some, we get it in our minds sometimes that, you know, we should ourselves to death. I should have more listeners. I should do more readings. I should fill in the blank from your own life. I should be healthier. I should do more exercise. I should be more financially be uh, safe. I should, blah, 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 right, on and on. If you have should in front of anything right now, that is a call from your soul to look at what it is that you're doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? If it's because of a should, then you have to recalculate. You have to recalibrate. You have to be willing to say, okay, that isn't my authentic choice. It's a choice I feel I'm making because of what other people want from me. If you're doing that, then it's not authentic. It's not going to feel good. And guess what? Your results aren't going to be that good, right? If you're shooting yourself about, you know, putting out that new book that you've been writing or, um, or of writing a book, right? That's a should. I should do that. But explore why it is you feel you should do that. Where did you get that idea? Where did that come up from? And the shock that could be occurring to you all right now is that that wasn't even my idea. It's not something I wanted to do. But here I am trying to force myself into something. The moon in Sagittarius giving us all this opportunity to meter or measure out our spontaneous beliefs around what we think we are doing or who we think we are or what we think we should do. It's huge, right? And uh, at this point, though, we want to be looking down the road, right? We want to look at the future. And what would it be like to live out the highest and best of you in 2024? What would that look like? What would you do? Who would you be? 
And I've been thinking a lot about this because it's not clear to me yet what it is that I'm going to do for 2024. I don't have a resolution. I don't have goals. I don't have really a big uh, push to do anything yet. So I left the question out there to all of you this morning. Please answer in the chat stream, if you will, or you can email me at Janet at living-astrology.com about what it is you would like to learn more about this year. Because we're still in this preparatory phase. Like, I don't have to have all the answers right now. I, I, I know I know what, perhaps, in the bigger picture that I want to do. I just don't know what that is going to look like yet. Because I'm still so filled with some shoulds. So un, I'm not unlike you all. Just because I can tell you what's going on doesn't mean I've mastered it yet. But here it is. It's our time. Don't be careless about what it is that you want or about what you think you need to do. Don't get into dogma. That dogma is the thing that will kill it all, right? Dogma kind of smashes down passion and excitement and also can cause us to overlook details, um, to offend others inadvertently. We don't mean to. We're just so excited about what it is we believe that we've gotten into this you know, stance of my truth is the only truth and yours sucks. We might even say that to people, right? <laughs> you guys wouldn't. Uh, but that's what we need to be careful of, right? We want to be excited. We want to have passion. But that passion needs to be about what it is that we want to do, about who we want to be. But because we also live in a world with others, how is it that we can uh, collaborate or cooperate or blend our informations together, which is why I asked that question. What would you like to learn this year? I have lots that I can teach, but is it what you want to learn? I don't know. Let's find out, right? Uh, Mary Stevens, I would like to know more about locational astrology. Locational astrology, by that, I think you must mean the energy of place. Like if I were to move to a different state or I went on to vacation in a different place, how do the energies change up? Is that what you mean, Mary? And Pam says, can you speak at some point at a later date to the nodal shifts in the gate of, of the lock and keys of the 2027 shift or crosses? Uh, I might be able to help you with that because I really am, you know, we're still a, several years out but I've mentioned it plenty of times on different shows and in different ways. Uh, but of course, the closer we get, the more important it is for all of us to understand that shift. Now, here's the thing. We're in a nodal shift this week, which is why I'm even having this conversation. I'm kind of expounding on this preface that we have. Today is the 8th. Tomorrow is the nodal shift. And that nodal shift occurs just previous to the new moon. So there's some... There's some big potential for ahas to run through um, all of humanity, through the collective over these next few days, especially um, at the beginning of this transit, the rest of this transit, which we're going to speak about in depth here in a minute, um, is really a is where the biggest epiphanies and revelations may come. And yet that doesn't mean that we won't have an awakening or shocks along the way, right? And I just have to say this because I was watching this morning. There's a huge storm apparently, you know, ready to slam the West Coast. And 
like 49 out of 50 states have some kind of weather warning. For us, it's a wind warning and a uh, wet weather. There's a blizzard warning. There's, you know, all kinds of stuff going on here. And it's kind of shocking because that kind of weather for us here usually is in November and December. But here we are in January. And typically our weather in January is kind of boring and dull. It's cold. It's wet. It's the same old, same old. No big, exciting things Some most of the time. And here we are. We're looking down at this. And this how shocking is it to think of 49 out of the 50 states uh, and the impact of this series of storms will have on the country? like, wow, it's in everybody's face, right? It's on every news broadcast. Uh, I pick up my phone and there's another weather advisory. It's kind of funny. But that's the nature of shock. It awakens us to something, right, to, in some way. And, you know, in a, in a universal sense, that shock can come to us from any different, many different places based on your own human design. And because this is also Aries and Libra energy, also in your astrology chart across that Aries-Libra axis, right? It's kind of, I don't know, it's like eloquent design. <laughs> the universe kind of giving us this opportunity right now. Even the weather slowing us down somewhat, right? And keeping us maybe closer to home um, where we could be more reflective perhaps, or we can take our time to decide what comes next. And the Sagittarius moon right now bringing us to this idea of really being in uh, uh, in alignment with our passions and doing things that are aligning us with our passion. Uh, good morning, Tara. Uh, she said, this year ahead holds so much opportunity. I've been sorting out my intentions as well, Janet, and nothing specific is landing. So I'm being patient with what comes up good for you. That's exactly what I'm feeling too. It's like nothing. I have a general idea. I have this big general idea, but I don't have any details. So I don't even know what to put out. I don't even know what to say to you all about what it is that I want to do because it isn't clear. Right? So uh, Leilani, I would love to learn more about that type of astrology that you can use to tell the future and get answers to questions you have. Oh my gosh. So you guys don't know this because I haven't mentioned it at all on air, uh, but I have been taking courses in learning how to read the future in the Akashic Records as a way to help with the manifesting blueprint that I already do for people, which is where I go into the seventh dimension and I bring back information about how you personally, from your soul's level, uh, are here to manifest your dreams because no, there is no one manifesting plan. There, there really isn't, right? <clears throat> you know, you hear a lot of people talking about that out there, uh, about all you have to do is this, this, and this, set an intention and focus on it and do blah, blah, blah. Well, yes, that's not untrue, but there's more to that picture, right? And that comes in your manifesting uh, blueprint. And each one of you has one. And the whole time that I've been working with manifesting blueprints with people, I've been thinking about, well, can we see the impact of those decisions we're making about manifesting in our Akashic records? But it, th there was nothing yet for me to anchor that thought to. Well, now there is because your Akashic record holds all of the information about you from soul level. And most of that covers all of your past and previous lives, right? Um, 
your intention from soul level and all of the experiences you've had, the, uh, all of the things about you personally. But guess what else the Akashic Records holds that I didn't even occur to me to access? It holds the information about how things that you want to do might turn out. We call them possibility trajectories and probability trajectories. So I can go into the Akashic Records and I can say, okay, I have this plan. This is what I want to do. Um, what is the probability that this will come to pass? It's not that because it's not your future is not written in stone. It is not written in your record that this too is going to happen to you. It just doesn't work that way because we are uh, on a planet that includes free will and choice. So everything in the future depends on the choices that you make in the now. So if I'm making choices that are leading me to my intention, my probability in the Akashic records or that trajectory is going to look different than if it's just a possibility because I've just been thinking about it. I haven't really done much about it. Maybe I've done some research. Does that make sense to all of you? So very shortly, I'm going to be offering that as an as an adjunct reading, kind of like on the, um, uh, as an extra with those uh, readings when you have a, a manifesting blueprint or when you're coming to me saying, I have this intention, I need your help to get me there. What is it that I'm not seeing about what it is I want to do or where it is I want to go? So that's one thing that I know is coming for my future this year. But I really do really, really want to know what it is that you <laughs> want to learn. Uh, Leilani, that's why you are the goat. Janet, so far ahead of the game, what can't you do? Astro Weather Woman of the Year. I don't know what goat is. I know I've heard it before, but now I can't remember what it is. So please, Leilani, tell me what that means. It sounds fun. Uh, okay, so Let's look at where the moon goes next. The moon in Sagittarius, of course. Now we're looking at our passions. What do you want? Right? What do you want? That's true for you. What adventure do you want to go on? Oh, I've got to share this with you guys. So the other night, what night was it? This has been such a crazy weekend, right? A lot of healing going on in my family, which was oh, oh so blessed. Uh, my fourth grandchild turned 18. So I have now four adult grandchildren. That was shocking. Plus, I also have a newborn grandchild, right? She's only a month old. So the span of, you know, wisdom in my family, it's great. And one of the things that I've often thought I wanted to do, and I've had this forever, is that I wanted to travel the country, go from place to place to where you all live, and do a live broadcast there, right? It's that, it seemed, and, and I've been this isn't a should. This is a, a dream I've had. Like I could just show up in North Dakota, South Dakota, Florida. I have lots of you out there in Florida. I could show up in California and do my broadcast there and do readings and share information while I was there. Now, one of the things I kept thinking about, though, is how do I do that? Ah, oh, maybe I need to get a motor home. And the other night I was watching something on television and they, there was this picture of this motorhome, this person who had this dream to do something similar, not obviously take astrology around the country or human design, but something like it. And I was like, boom, it's in my outer world. 
I'm a generator. I'm seeing it out there. Is it possible, right, that that's a trajectory that I'm on in my own life? I just think that would be so cool to go show up in. I have a lot of people out in uh, Pennsylvania, right, Florida. Uh, but, you know, there are all these states between me and Washington and Florida or wherever, right? Could Could I in some way make this a, like, I don't know a thing like a, a travel I don't know I don't know I don't know right but that's part of what is happening right now I don't know and that's okay I have this dream I have this sort of bigger picture of what I would want to do I don't know how to do it I don't have a motorhome so what would I do so I would set the intention perhaps for that being my big dream or goal. Then I can go into my Akashic records and I can start looking at the probability that that is one of my futures. Have I, what you're looking at in that is have I aligned myself to this? Because you can literally have anything you want. Literally, no one's going to tell you. Your Akashic records is not going to tell you that you can't be a millionaire or a billionaire even. It's just not. But what it will show you is whether there is the probability that you will get to that point because of the actions you're taking. If you're not taking actions that support becoming a millionaire, what do you think your Akashic Records is going to tell me? Not yet. Nope. It's a possibility, but not a probability. And that's the way those things work, right? That's the way the, the records will work. Now, as we move the moon out of Sagittarius and into Capricorn, we're moving from fire and passion and possibilities and curiosity into actual practical action. Capricorn is an earth sign. It says, what you going to do? You have this idea and it's brilliant, but what are you going to do about it? That's the next big question we get. Capricorn is an earth sign and it values stability. It values structure and it values discipline. And what is discipline? But I have this goal and I'm going to stick here with tenacity and perseverance, taking one step at a time or maybe a couple steps at a time forward in the direction of my dream, my goal, my ambition. Got it? So we are focusing with the moon's move into Capricorn, and literally moon moves into Capricorn tomorrow afternoon, it looks like. God, I need new glasses. 5.33 p.m. West Coast time, so 8 tomorrow evening. So you have quite a bit of time still to consider what the dream is before it moves into Capricorn, and now it becomes, what are you going to do about it? What you going to do, right? What is the practical realistic, concrete thing that you want to do, what's your first step and what are you going to do? Okay. And uh, we may be less inclined to indulge in the whimsical, fantastical, imaginational uh, kinds of energies when the moon is in Capricorn. We do want to be more practical. We do really want to act on things, right? And I want you to remember our conversation from Friday about Mars, Mars, the action principle in Capricorn, in the gate of self-love today still, that is really telling us that we can have anything we want to do, but we have to actually be responsible to take the action, right, to, to 
build the plan, take the steps to get there. Now, there are also challenges when we get with the moon in Capricorn because we may feel more pressure or stress to do more than what maybe we're ready for. So we have to, you know, balance that uh, wanting to fly with better grow a pair of wings first, right? We have to balance all of that. And we can also struggle with um, expressing our feelings. Capricorn is the opposing sign to cancer. And we tend to sometimes push the feelings down in order to do what we need to do. So we might have to take a little bit of a, a, a different stance in terms of what we want and what we do by detaching from outcomes. That's difficult because I'm really attached to this idea of traveling around the country, doing workshops and readings and broadcasts. Never mind that I'm doing a broadcast and it's reaching all of you in all those various places that you are right now. So it's happening, but I'm not there in person. It's just so interesting, right? So now we can use our emotional maturity to calibrate ourselves to the correct next steps for us. Okay. That's what Capricorn brings us. Now, because we're already at halfway through the hour, I want to switch now and talk about the nodal shift because that's huge. And then I will get to the new moon because uh, that's also part of this Capricorn moon energy. So the nodes are, um, they're sort of the bigger picture of, in this case, humanity's destiny and the karma of our time that we're in right now. Each of you also has a personal destiny, right? Each of you has a personal karmic path, um, gifts and talents, right? Karma to me isn't all, all these bad things that you did and they're, you know, left this trail of disaster behind you. It's your gifts, it's your talents, your experiences. And there's this tendency with the South Node to want to do things the same way that they've always been done. It's a comfort zone. Well, the North Node kicks us out of the comfort zone. It says, right, that you're you're not going to get the results that you really want by holding on to the South Node. You're going to have to move forward and get the res to get the results that you want because you have to do it in a new way. That's the trajectory of our nodes, right? The North Nodes of the Moon and uh, the South Node of the Moon. And every one of you has one right? It has a North node and a South node, but because you're part of humanity, you're also being impacted by the transiting nodes, right? The transiting nodes right now, North node in Aries, South node in Libra. So we've really been as a human, as a, a life form on this planet, been being triggered to find our identity, to find our individuality so that we can apply it to the collective, right? So that means that a lot of people are somewhat self-centered at this moment. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I say what it is, is us finding out what is really truly and authentically ours and letting go of everything else that isn't, right? Because you have a job, you have a, um, a gift to share, right? Whatever that might be. And it, it doesn't have to be a big gift that you're sharing with millions. It could be just the gift you're sharing with your family, with your friends. 
whatever it is, you have one, right? That it's unique to you. But when the moon nodes are transiting, it brings up various characteristics or challenges along the way. So we've had these Aries challenges coming up to us. And now we're about to get a big one, a walloping, if you will, of challenges, because the North Node is moving into the gate 51. Now I'm going to share my screen here for everybody, because I want you to be able to see uh, in comparison to your own chart where this is happening. So there we go. Now what you're seeing is it's the whole of the human design chart, but I really just want you to focus on these two areas because this is where the north node is going to be gate 51 and where the south node will be at gate 57. Now let's talk about it in general terms and then I'll kind of crystallize it a little bit for each of you individually, not each of you, but how it might look in your individual charts. So this transit of the north node in the 51 can bring unexpected events, challenges, or opportunities, right? Doesn't have to be always challenges that require you, though, to face your fears and to overcome your limitations, self-limitations, fears, okay? Do you get that? <laughs> so you're being challenged, no matter what it is that shakes your your life up or shakes you up. It's all in the service of letting go of your limiting thinking, your fears, um, the things that you've been using to stop you from moving forward. You may experience a shock to your system, kind of as a wake-up call and or a breakthrough uh, that shifts your perspective and opens you up to seeing what more is possible. And that would be a question I would put on everybody's lips for the next three months while we're experiencing this transit. What more is possible? What does this show me about me? Maybe it shows that there's still a level of fear that you're experiencing. What is that fear? These are going to be opportunities for you to move through this. The purpose of the North Node's transit through here isn't to hurt you with these shocking things, but it's to awaken you to your true potential and your destiny and to align you with your higher purpose. Right, The channel that the 51 is a part of is called higher purpose or higher consciousness. And it meets up over here at the gate 25, which is called the gate of the love of spirit or spirit. So really the 51 shakes up your human to come back into alignment with who you are at the level of spirit. So many of, of you out there, let's take a look at you know, what this um, might look like in your personal chart. So many of you might not have anything at 51, but you have something at 25. In my own chart, I have the um, unconscious sun at the 25. So my life purpose involves something to do with spirit, right? Universal love um, with sharing that, that love of spirit with people. And when I look at shock now, it's going to complete this whole channel, right? The North Node moving here into the 51 tomorrow completes this channel. Now, what that means is if you have 25 hanging and you do not have this center defined, this is the heart center, it will suddenly become defined. And now you're going to have this energy of wanting to push to make things happen, to force things to happen. 
And that is the lesson here is that the shock awakens you to what is possible and then causes me to move to spirit and say, okay, show me the way. What next do I want to do? What's my next step? Right? Not throwing out everything or giving up on life, but what is next, right? Now, some of you do not have gate 25 defined and you don't have gate 51 defined. So it looks like this in your chart. Actually, this would be white and this would be white. You don't have anything right here. But now suddenly the gate 51 becomes defined. And that means that for those of you who have that like that, you might be, uh, it might be other people like me, perhaps, because I have that other gate. Uh, or anybody else who comes along and shocks you in some way, awakens you in some way, forces you almost to come into higher consciousness or higher awareness, right? Because it's not happening to you until someone else comes into your experience. Remember, these gates are hanging when it looks like this. So it would be activated by something at someone who comes into your, your, frame of reference at 25 or a planet that transits the gate 25. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And I'll check back in the chat in just a minute and make sure. And then others of you already have perhaps this whole channel defined, right? Um, if you already have this channel defined, you need to look at what planets are already defining the 51 and the 25. And then now you're adding the nodes or a destined quality to those planets at those two gates. So you're kind of compounding, if you will, some of that energy, making it, uh, making the need to focus more on it become available to you. So maybe you've skated through your life and you've not had moments, uh, too many moments of awakening. And now, boom right? There's awakening energy in every quadrant of your life, perhaps, because it's compounded by the planets you have there. So for example, um, my husband already has the gate 51. He lives with me. He's already being awakened to spirit, whether he wants to or not, because he lives with me. But now we're going to add the nodes to his son that's already sitting there. So I told him today, as he walked out the door, start paying really close attention to what's going on in your heart, and what your intuition is speaking to you about, because the 57, the South Node, shows the gifts and the talents that we all have, maybe latent within you, that need to be brought up, brought out, used. This is the gate of intuition. This is the gate of being able to see into the future. This is the gate of the fear of the future. It's on the spleen, so it represents a fear. And I think we all somewhat fear the future, right? You just look at the political landscape and you're afraid of who's going to be the president next. Who's going to, uh, you know, what's the next weather calamity that's going to shock us? What's the next, you fill in the blank, the next technological advancement that might shock us, right? So our fear of the future is always kind of there anyway, because this is a center for survival. And we want to survive. We want to more than survive. We want to thrive. We want to flourish in our lives doing the things that we want to be doing. And learning our lessons along the way is a part of that. So this is about learning lessons. So the South Node may also be triggering your attachments to the past 
of things to things that are the way they are and you've been comfortable. So why should I do anything different? We got we're going to have to look at all of that. It may also because this in this gate here will be um, the gate in Libra. This will be Libra and Libra and energy here sometimes, you know, pays lip service to uh, what everybody else wants. It's such a cooperative and collaborative kind of energy that it can be where in your life that you've been giving yourself away or not being true to yourself or doing what you think would make other people happy. So you've really got to take a look at that, right? You, you've got to, I think the shock might be when you realize that everything you've done in your life has been about making others happy and all along you've not been happy possibly, right? It can be, can look many different ways. All right. Now, also the 57 is going to be hanging there for you. If you don't have any other planets, like say at the gate 10 or at the gate 20. But what I want to show you is right away, Mars is at gate 10. So we're all being asked to have the courage of our convictions to speak our truths, right? To come into our soul with as much self-love as we can gather. And at least for one day during this transit to be in courage, the courage of our convictions, living out loud without fear, right? So, and then of course, Mars will change uh, into the gate 58 and leave the gate 10. And now again, the 57 will be hanging. But in your own personal charts, if you have the gate 10 defined by another planet or the gate 20 defined by another planet, or you're a manifesting generator and you have the gate 34 defined in your chart, you have three possible ways that this entire circuitry could possibly become activated. And this would be about a call to integrate new parts of yourself to bring it on, right? Bring it on to intuitively follow your power, right? Your power, your self-love, your soul's um, wishes, and also using action in a way that is designed to move you forward in your life. Now, that's if you have a gate 20 defined, a 10 defined, or a 34 defined. The 57 will connect with all of those, okay? And of course, you don't have to have all three of them. You could have any one of them defined, and it will bring up that channel for you uh, for the next three months. If you have uh, nothing at 57 and nothing at 20, I have nothing at 20, I have nothing at 10, I have nothing at 34. So I have now a hanging gate 57 because I normally do not have 57 defined. So now it is going to be a call for me through others or through other experiences to really align with my intuitive abilities right? There might be other people that I come into contact with who my intuition is going to help them in gaining power or in helping them love themselves or in helping them take action that's aligned with their souls, right? So that's how I look at the South Node here. All right. Now I'm going to stop sharing for a minute and go back and see if you guys have any questions about that. I have to go here. There we go. 
Uh, Terry Strauss, good morning. Uh, just surrender. Trust. I love it. Jolie, hello to you. Leilani said, I also had another question regarding pursuing careers this year. Is there ever a chart that indicates someone should work in an adult industry or is that considered an, a lower vibrational side? I want to make sure you are all aware that there is, if you have a desire to do something, even if it is something in the adult industry, for example, writing romantic novels that are maybe a little on the racy sexual side, that would be an eighth house function. And no, it is not wrong. It is not even lower vibrational, right? Sex is likely the closest thing we ever come to merging to oneness. So we play out this, this role of merging, right? It is almost like the prerequisite to being able to, as humans, as humanity, to come into oneness, right? So it's about being willing to be intimate, to share that level of things. Now, of course, there's the negative side of anything, right? There is some, you know, very ugly sides to the the adult industry that takes advantage of women or objectifies women or men even. But like anything, there can be the higher and there can be the lower. It's not just such lower vibrational energy that you don't want to think about it. Okay. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, let me know. JLo says 51 is your her design chiron. I would imagine knowing your age, that there's a lot of awakening and healing possible for you. We don't want to be afraid of Chiron. Chiron, when we are unconscious about Chiron, can really bring up pain and wounds. Um, but when we're awakened to Chiron, those pain and those wounds can heal very quickly. And or we find ourselves in a position of being able to share what we've learned, our wisdom, with others you know, in a way, in a healing capacity, perhaps. So there's that. Uh, Ola, good morning, Teddy. It's good to have you here. Uh, and you're very welcome, Leilani. I'm going to go back a little bit and see if I missed anybody. Hello, Holly. It's good to see you. Lorelai, good morning. And uh, I spent the last two years traveling 16 of the Western states and I loved it. I never thought it would ever happen. I came back to Skagit County and my vehicle died, leaving me stuck here. Wow, right? It tells you. Okay, now there's something. Because if I remember who you are, Laura, you are also a Cancer, I believe. So Cancer is very home loving. So maybe there's now something in the in what you gained from your travels that you need to apply to those you you are home with, right? At home, the universe is not punishing us ever. So I always look at that as hmm. Okay, something else I want to say when. When we are uh, intending something or setting an intention and we're on a manifesting path, right? We're trying to manifest the love of our lives, perhaps, or the dream of a lifetime. You are very quickly going to see signposts along the way that tell you information about the probability of the path you've set out in front of you. Very quickly, things will either fall apart or you're going to start to see signs everywhere that you're on the right path. Um, and those are going to tell you, okay, go more in this direction or rethink the direction you're going in. So signposts, right? Uh, we think of them as coincidences or synchronicities or 
all different kinds of things. For example, my youngest daughter joined a group and she was telling me the other night, mom, every time I go to one of the meetings at this group, I meet someone who's exciting or who has, she met one person one night who's shared her birthday and whose uh, joining date to this group was uh, her daughter's birthday. And, and I said, oh, that tells you you're in the right place, right? Because things are starting. To, and she said she hasn't gone to one of these places or these meetings where something coincidental or synchronistic hasn't happened. I'm like, that's telling you information. So if this was a manifesting quest, what I would say is if you're seeing the signs that say, keep on going, Laura, then your car probably wouldn't have broken down. But the signpost is, okay, it's time to land and to maybe take some time to integrate everything that you've learned or to share with the wider world around you to take care of things at the home level, right? I wouldn't look at that as like, now I'm doomed. I can't go where I want to go. I would say, okay, now universe, what is it that I need to learn? And that's going to be driven by what your next intention is, right? What is your next intention? All right. I hope that makes sense to people. If not, let me know. Um, Nancy, I have an extra room. Maybe others do too in Illinois. Ah! Yes, I love that. Uh, traveling, doing your thing would be so awesome for you. And I would definitely take Terry with me because I am not a lone wolf. You might not know about me like that, but I am not a lone wolf person. Although I have done lone wolf things like back in 2011, which is funny because Jupiter was also in Taurus at that time, I embarked upon a trip to do exactly this, share wisdom. And I left with uh, me and a friend, I was going by myself, but at the last minute, a friend said, hey, I want to go with you. Can I go with you? I'm like, sure. And I travel through Oregon and into Nevada and down into Arizona and across to New Mexico and had a great time doing that. But I missed my home right? I am very much a homebody, but taking Terry with me would be like taking home with me. I might just do that. Um, Allison, hello. There is an astrologer, Thomas Miller, that has a sprinter van he uses with a booth in it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's a great idea. I never even thought of that. Tara says, goat is greatest of all time. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. I get it now. Uh, let's see, going down to the bottom here, Jana, hello to you. Uh, Terry Strauss, Chiron says, says to me or clients time to heal the family side. There we go. And that's exactly right. And that's when I met you in Tahoe in 2011. Exactly, right? I stopped in Lake Tahoe. Uh, actually, what was the, was it Tahoe? It was Truckee. Truckee, I did a uh, a workshop there on the Mayan calendar, which is what we were talking about at that point in time. Then I went into Reno, then I went to Vegas, then I went, I don't think I did anything in Arizona, just traveled through it to get to New Mexico. It was fun. It was fun. I had the time of my life um, doing that. Maybe it's time, right? All right, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, the new moon in Capricorn. I I hope you're understanding that while the nodes are going to be shifting into what can be a very difficult place for some people, it's not meant to hurt us. It's meant to awaken, right? Awaken us, 
right? And even if, you know, and I've seen this many times in people's charts, a transit at 51 can initiate some sort of healing crisis, whether that's in the body, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your job places, um, it's an awakening and it's not meant to be punitive. So just remember that because there's something off with it, right? There's something off. Otherwise the shock wouldn't have been so maybe dramatic or traumatic. And we just have to be aware of whatever that is bringing us. And if you need help, I'm here. Remember, I have check-in readings now. It is just, if you just have a question about one thing, you don't need a full-blown reading. It's called a check-in reading. It's $50. It's 30 to 45 minutes where we can focus on this one question that you have. So you can do that. And Jana says, road trip. Yes, indeed. Okay, so the new moon in Capricorn. This is the time, right? So that is on Thursday. The new moon occurs. Hold on. Let me get my little trusty chart out here. The new moon occurs at 6.57 a.m. in Washington, D.C. That is in the Eastern time zone. 3.57 a.m. for those of us on the West Coast. And universal time, if anybody's interested in the European time, that would be 11.57 a.m. So literally it's happening for all of us, most of us anyway, uh, on January 11th. And that new moon is occurring at 20 degrees, 44 minutes of Capricorn. It is conjunct Pluto, even though Pluto's at 29 degrees and nine degrees, I would usually yeah, probably not add it, but it's Pluto, right? So it has some very transformational energy and lessons to teach us. That is what Pluto is all about. Lessons that bring us to more power, empower us, or transform us in a way that allows us to live out the higher side of ourselves, right? Our purpose and what have you. So when a new moon is conjunct Pluto, wow. I don't know that any of us escape some kind of transformation or empowerment during this period of time, but guess what? It's all based on intuition. It's based on maybe shocking events or awakening events, and it's also intentional what is your intention, right? The intention here. So this lunar cycle, the beginning of the cycle is encouraging us to be disciplined and organized and responsible in our use of, in our personal and our, our professional lives, right? The, the sign of Capricorn really represents business and our reputation, uh, being disciplined in our approach to embracing our authority and expressing it in the world. And it also invites us to reflect on our values, our priorities. Are you, are you prioritizing your goals and your dreams? Right now, it's the time. So these few, these few days leading up to the new moon, remember, we're still in the dreaming phase, the imagination phase, the what more is possible phase. And then we get this boom it's time to take some action or, you know, and that action might be simply writing out the goals and looking at them and going, okay, that, that what, that seems impractical to me, but what's, what tiny step can I take that would practically get me there, right? That would give me a stone to step on to get to where I want to go. And it's a favorable, favorable time with the new moon to start new projects to, uh, especially ones that are going to require patience or perseverance that aren't going to be just happening within this next lunar phase, right? Which would be from Capricorn new moon until Aquarius new moon. 
they might be ones that are going to take you, you know, have to be built upon throughout this year. So it gives us that persistence and perseverance energy, the determination energy. Remember Mars too in Capricorn giving us access by his own transits through different um, aspects of being able to use Capricornian energy. And we talked all about that on Friday. If you want to go back to, to YouTube on Friday, I, that video is out there. So you can rewatch it if you want to. And the new moon in Capricorn can also help us to overcome obstacles and challenges. Um, actually, limitations even can be looked at in a new way. Like maybe there's a reason why the universe has kept you or that, you know, showed you that it's easier when you stay in this lane, because that's the lane you're meant to travel, right? Um, but sometimes we're just so hard headed, we're trying to force ourselves into doing something, being something, not doing something that the universe keeps kind of opening this pathway up for us saying, hey, go that way. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, don't. I can't do it. So new moon helping you to secure your future by taking action steps or building a plan or a goal to get you where you want to go. Okay. Big new moon. And this one also is significant uh, astrology because astrologically, because it's the one that we think of just before the new year for human design, where we can actually kind of use both imagination and vision to kind of get the plan set. Like what would be the first step toward the goal that you have? You don't have to do it all at once, right? That's the other thing about Capricorn. You don't have to do it all at once. It all gets built one brick at a time right? We don't build a house, you know, all at once. We build it from the foundation up, right? We don't go top down, we go bottom up. So the fact that Saturn is the planetary ruler here also gives us access to ambition, responsibility, foundation building, practicality, right? So we have some really good energies along with this new moon. Um, so we're being invited to set realistic and achievable goals. Now, realistic does not preclude imagination. So I don't want people feeling like, oh, you know, I have this in my imagination, I'm traveling the country, talking to people about astrology and human design or the gene keys or whatever it is, their Akashic records. But that's not practical. It costs a lot of money. So I'm not going to do it. Don't give up the dream, right? I don't know how that could happen. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it could happen, right? So probability means that we are taking actions toward it and we can read that in the Akashic Records. And this is the perfect time for all of that. So it's also a favorable time to initiate new products, projects because it's the new moon, right? And uh, the new moon can become our powerful ally then in overcoming obstacles, challenges, limitations, all those things, right? We just have to stay open-minded enough to see them for what they are, not give in to any of the shocks that might happen that can cause us to shut down or trigger the fear of the future and what comes next. I don't know. It's a big one. Um, so I think that gives us at least enough information. Let's draw a couple of cards. It's already one minute to nine. I can't believe that. Um, I want to, I want to get my, here we go, Starseed Oracle out. 
and a spirit animal. I've been thinking about the animal. So let's do an animal first. And I love this deck because animals are great. They make great signposts along the way. Great ones. And when we, you know, there's just qualities. Like once a long time ago, I had a dream about owls. So this weekend I was sitting there thinking about, did I ever really look up what that dream of these owls were? Because it was such a shocking time of my life. And I, when I read about owl, even though I already knew it was kind of a death thing, I was just really shocked by huh, the awakening of what that meant. And look what I pulled, badger spirit, upside down. Um, it says, be fearless and bold badger spirit that is card number four so kind of the four tells us about building up the foundation first uh but do it <laughs> let's see what four means uh oh okay so the the protection message because the card when i drew it was upside down because i couldn't even tell what it was at first um, so I'm going to read the protection message and it says when badger spirit comes to protect you, he reminds you that anger or aggression, argumentative behavior and being pushy or manipulative will not result in a positive change or a positive outcome. Perhaps someone close to you has excess badger energy or perhaps that energy is pent up in you. Either way, now is the time to calm down and allow the energy to pass through you. Go for a hike or a brisk walk and shake it off or dance it out. Dance it out. That's a good one. So you can return to the situation determined and committed, but not so intense that you overwhelm others and yourself. The appearance of badger spirit also serves as a reminder if you have been relentlessly pursuing something that keeps eluding you. The message is that it's time to surrender it up to your higher power and focus on something else. Higher power. I mean, Badger Spirit wants to protect you from self-will run rampant, from being obsessed with getting what you want in the form you prefer in timing that fits perfectly with your notions of what has to be. Remember, the world doesn't revolve around your wants. Better, more beautiful opportunities will be the result when you release some of that Badger Spirit intensity along with your need to have it your way 100%. <laughs> I love it. Badger. So there's that. Let's see what the star seed cards bring for us. Kind of more now of a higher perspective. Jolie says, I had a dream someone was cuddling next to me. I'm a side sleeper and suddenly I felt my cuddler put their head on top of mine. I opened my eyes and my cuddler was a very friendly alligator. You know, in the Mayan calendar, alligator was the nurturing mother. It was the sign that was of new birth, of new creation. Uh, the alligator is relentless in protecting her young, her eggs, right? Until they can hatch and those young can go off. So I think the message there that's cuddling with you is some kind of uh, need for nurturing a new beginning. So the card I drew from the Starseed Oracle is Star Ancestors. It says, hidden secrets, lost wisdom, look a little deeper. It's a beautiful card. 
Egyptian in nature, right? Calls to us that ancient Egyptian wisdom, maybe even wisdom from other star systems. This uh, star ancestors. And here we go. The ancients knew much more than we do about our connection with the stars. Their pyramids, temples, and other places of worship created in precise alignment with the stars exist in all corners of the world. What if this ancient wisdom is available for you to uncover now? You're being called to think and listen with your ancient heart and soul, to tap into the part of you that remembers and knows. All ancient secrets are whispered forever in your ears. All mystic knowing blooms in your heart. All potent power pumps through your veins. You're being invited to step into your ancient knowingness, to be held by the rememberings of the star ancestors, to look a little deeper. If you're feeling stuck, you're being called to do something different, to change your point of view. Creativity happens when we put together two things that don't belong. When we do the unexpected, so often a creative solution is right in front of us. But because we think the same thoughts and act the same way, we miss what's in the open. You're here to remember and uncover ancient secrets and transmissions, technology and wisdom that are so needed on the planet right now. To unlock your soul's memories of a time when we lived in harmony on earth and one day will again. Now, in this deck, we either have an activation or we have some kind of um, uh, inquiry that we can do. So here we have a starseed activation. Place the card on the portal of your heart and whisper the following. You can just get a picture of this card in your mind, bring it close to your heart and say, I'm ready to remember ancient mysteries and secrets from deep within. I'm ready to remember ancient mysteries and secrets from deep within. Great card. Great. Oh, okay. I think that's a great one to have in the beginning of, or in the, you know, run up to a new moon. All right, everybody, that is it for me today. Thank you all for joining me. Remember, I want your input. If you didn't see that earlier in the broadcast, I would love to know what it is that you want to learn from me this year. You can do that through this chat, of course, or email me at Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at living-astrology.com. Hold on, I'm going to do that. Dot com. And I'm going to show this on the screen. And there you go. All right. Tell me what it is you want to learn this year. Thanks so much, everybody. Much love to you all. I will see you on Friday. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.